Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. This is MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. It's Bristol, baby. That's right. That time of year where all of NASCAR is a buzz, and well, this year, it is even more a buzz. Hey, I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, and this is Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. Bristol dirt. Yes, that is the topic, and that is what everybody has been focusing on this week. All the drivers have been out running dirt cars, it seems like, everywhere across America. The teams are putting the finishing touches on the cars. And NASCAR, of course, they're keeping a close eye on it as well. Series director, managing director of the Cup Series is Jay Fabian. And uh, on this show, over this edition of Crew Call, we'll catch up with Jay and see what his expectations are when we race this weekend on the dirt at Bristol. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Joining us now on Crew Call is the managing director, that is, of the NASCAR Cup Series. Jay Fabian is uh, on the line. Hey, Jay, welcome back to Crew Call. Hey, Steve. How you doing? It's good to be with you. Man, it's good to see you. Uh, don't I, I missed you out of Millbridge last week. I don't I get know. to see you in the pits anymore, man. This this 2021 stuff's got to end here, you know? I know. I actually stayed out west, so uh, I didn't get to make Millbridge. I'll be back, though. We'll be there back. we go. Well, that's good. Looking forward to that. That is for sure. And looking forward to Bristol this weekend, the dirt race. Um, we've been doing it with the truck series for the last few years, but you get to bring the cup cars there. And Jay, I guess I want to go back to as this leaked out, as this was announced, just in general, what was the reaction in the garage area to Bristol dirt with the cup cars? You know, it was definitely a mixed reaction. You know, every time something new happens, it's new, right? And it goes from, oh, my God, we can't do that. To, How are we going to do it? What are we going to do? The cars, you know. And as soon as you get past all that, it's really not 
it, don't get me wrong, it's been a huge amount of work, but it's also not entirely difficult. There are race cars and the surface is different. And these guys are really good. Guys and girls that work on these cars are really good. The people that drive them happen to be pretty good too. So um, I think once it landed on the schedule, then it's, uh, you know, it's all work then you get ready to go. Let's talk a little bit about the race cars, Jay. In general terms, what types of things are different on these cars that we would normally not see like, like at a traditional uh, asphalt track? Yeah, rule-wise, I don't think you'll see a lot different. Um, the spoiler is a little different than what we've run, um, like at Phoenix or at, at Homestead. Uh, there's a few things with a splitter that's different, like most of the splitter is gone. Um, it's just they have a piece down there to keep the, the nose flange on the car, but you really probably won't see that. Um, a lot of the things car-wise are just durability that will be inside the car or something you might see, like, like you would see with your dirt cars, uh, you'll see a lot of outerwear being used, whether that's over the grill inlet or whether that's over the airbox, the cowl, um, some of the ducts. You'll see some of that, but that's just more protection from the dirt, from the environment to the car. I would dare say you probably have relied greatly um, on, on what Brad has done with the truck series. Is it, 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 it's had to have been great to have those test runs. Is, there, is, is that pretty much where most of this has come from? That is 100% correct. I think um, Brad Moran, the truck series, they've done a great job at Eldora. You've watched that get um, better and more smooth over the years. We have relied on Brad a lot, um, his input, his feedback on – on what to do. And I got to be honest with you, one of their truck teams um, brought a truck to the R and D center that they raced dirt with and invited the cup guys over to see how they build a car for dirt, build a truck for dirt. And a lot of our rules were based off of that. You know, we have a great working relationship with, you know, certainly Brad and the truck series, Wayne Xfinity, but that's the first time, you know, we've had somebody, Hey, we'll bring you a truck. If, if you guys want to see it, if that'll help you out. So that was really cool to see everybody working together. And for sure, we had a lot of people in and out of there looking at it. So looking at it and probably trying to find those little areas where they think they can uh, be a little bit more creative. I'm sure. This one, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic okay, yeah. <laughs> that we're going to build a car that survives a dirt race more than, more than a few counts of something somewhere. So it's more about keeping the belts on the engine and, and keeping your car protected, I think, than it is anything else. I, I believe that. I'm, and that's what I'm sticking with. Yeah. Yeah. With that being said, Jay, we've talked so much in NASCAR about all the tolerances with the inspection and the process and the, and the Hawkeye and all of that. Is that all the same as we go into this race, the pre-race with, with the dirt tires and everything? Is that all the same? Yes, that'll be the same. So all of, all of my inspection criteria will be the same as it was at Phoenix. Um, you know, same as Atlanta, we will inspect a car as it comes off the truck and in the same manner as we have. And I think obviously, you know, we have two practice sessions. We have heat races. We will adjust our expectations as we go. The car is not going to be perfect <laughs> after the heat races, I'm sure. Um, but we're going to make sure that, you know, everybody has equal stuff and we'll start to race with, with that. One of the procedural things that have changed, you've mentioned some practice and heat races, but, uh, one of the procedural things is, uh, pit stops, um, live pit stops. I just can't imagine how big of a challenge that would have been 
on with all of the challenges of this surface. That 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 doesn't seem to me like that would have even been possible. Yeah, I think you know the the first thing you look at that's key there is safety. It's not a it will not be a pristine pit road. You know, those folks over the wall are are pretty athletic, but I think. You know, you see them after pit stops now with their little blowers out there getting little bits of tire rubber off. Mm-hmm. With the surface being dirt, the pit road isn't going to be dirt, but it's also not going to be as pristine as it once was. So, you know, there was, there was a lot of um, conversation that went into what the right thing to do was there. And it became obvious pretty quickly that um, not having pit stops like we see typically would be the best solution. Yeah. So the way this will work, then correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, they can or cannot pit during the caution. There's stage breaks, and that's when the pit service would take place. If they choose not to pit, they'll move to the front of the line. If they choose to pit, they'll join after those tra- or those cars that did not pit in the order they were racing. Is that correct? That's right. You've been a good study at Eldora. That's uh, <laughs> you can gain track position through a stage break, but it's by staying out. That's your only track position play is to stay on the track, and then. You know, we freeze the field after the stages, and that's how they line back up, other than the people that played some strategy. Yeah. What do you what do you think this is going to look like, Jay? I mean, <laughs> is it is it going to look like we've seen it Eldora? I mean, there have been some great races up there with the trucks. Is it is 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 that what you think this is going to be? I think it'll be a I think it'll be a great race. I have a lot of confidence in it, and with our group, um, the the teams do a great job. They're smart. They know what they're doing. The folks that drive the things, they happen to be pretty good too. They've um, spent a lot of time educating themselves on dirt and and how that racing works and looks. They've got cars. They've gone to race them. Um, so they've obviously taken it really serious. And the race is long enough that you're going to learn. You're going to learn a lot throughout the race. Like I say, these these folks are pretty smart and they're really good at what they do. So you'll see some, uh, you'll see the normal, what you would expect dirt racers to be really good based on track conditions and how the track changes. They'll be able to see that coming. Some of the other ones, it might take just a, just a bit to to understand that, but they'll get it. Trust me, they'll they'll get it. I think it'll be good. Jay, this is another in a series of, I can't believe we're doing this. Old NASCAR was, we've always done it this way, and we're going to continue to do it this way. We practice on Friday. We qualify Friday afternoon. We do all of this. The pandemic has certainly driven a lot of this. Did you ever, though, in your wild imagination, think that uh, the old school NASCAR stuff, no practice, no qualifying, running out of dirt race, did you ever see us getting this far down the road with the changes in NASCAR? Yes, and I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you why, you know, we have done things a certain way for a long time. And and it's always been, you know, we want to make the fans happy. You have cars on the racetrack, right? You, you have practices, you have campers, you have the fans. They want to see cars on the track. And that's what we provided for them. When the pandemic shut everything down, then that changed quite a bit. And we still had to race. And And the reason I say that I'm not surprised at all, I've worked on quite a few race teams. And you're always fastest off the truck, right? You unload, you make your first lap of practice, and you generally make it worse from there. So <laughs> I've been through that a lot in my life. Um, no, for sure. Some, some folks work on it and make it better, but there's been a lot of times that we've been the fastest right off the truck and you put it back to the way you unload. So when we show up and race, it's not a huge surprise to me that 
that the cars are as good as they are. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Jay, one of the hallmarks of your leadership at the Cup Series level as the, as the managing director is, is hands-on uh, in the garage. If, if I needed to find you, the last place I would go was the NASCAR truck. Um, so you see the men and women that work on these race cars. And, and, and that probably gave you a lot of confidence as we entered Darlington last year, as we entered this dirt phase, as we enter, that probably gave you a lot of confidence knowing the men and women that you probably know as well, if not better than anybody in the industry. Yeah, I've worked with a lot of them and, and I know them really well and I know what they're capable of. I know now with what we have for simulation, what we have for wind tunnels, for all of the different tools, engineering tools that we have, um, I know what they're capable of and how good they are. So it was no real surprise. And knowing them and working with them in the past, I have no problem asking them anything. Like, hey, hey, what do you think about this? Can, is, that, is that unreasonable? And, and they'll, they'll tell me the truth. But like, no, it, it's going to be fine. Like, you're, you're going to be fine to do that you know so that open relationship of of like you say being in the garage all the time and dealing with them one-on-one every week and working with them and and hey building cars for some of them and and some of my other jobs they trust you you trust them and you know you just stay straightforward that's how it works yeah yeah it is it's been it's been interesting watching that relationship for sure jay this is probably the most we've ever talked about nascar racing in our visits because we all have a passion for the dirt track world your son i see you out at millbridge you you were you came up in everett pennsylvania okay um i grew up going to dirt modified races and there was a guy by the name of gerald chamberlain the everett express i'm assuming your paths crossed so actually, my oldest brother John worked for Gerald. So wow. Gerald Chamberlain, Gus Freer, they had that Falcon that pretty much changed modified racing. And Gerald, Gerald is an exceptional driver. And he would so he would go to Reading because they paid the money, and he whooped them. Boy, he was uh, he was pretty well known throughout the Northeast. Gerald was a great race car driver. Uh, my bro- another one of my brothers actually worked at his garage. He had a, a repair shop 
mechanic shop in Everett. And uh, yeah, actually went to school with with his kids. I graduated with his daughter. So Gerald, the Everett Express, if I can find an Everett Express license plate or a few of the 76 uh, modified decals, I'll be sporting them on my truck. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, he came to our local track five mile point for a big year end hundred lapper and took all the money. I mean, he just, uh, <laughs> man, he was he he was he was awesome. He really truly was. Where did your fi- final question for you before we cut you loose here, Jay? Your passion, you you I guess you rode go karts and bikes. You just you've been a racing guy your whole life. Yeah, my whole life basically. That's it. It actually started out when I was in high school drag racing a little bit, had muscle cars and built those. And, and I enjoyed that, but ended up doing a little bit of dirt racing, not, you know, very little dirt racing. And then uh, moved down here. It's been, I did do a little bit of go-karts, um, but I really liked racing motorcycles off-road. So through the woods of North Carolina, quite a few times and throughout the Southeast, I've raced motorcycles off-road a fair, a fair amount. And then as my son got a little older, Brady got older, he pretty much retired me. Um, so we started quarter midget racing and then the, the wing outlaw there at uh, Millbridge. And I actually ran a uh, micro twice out there. I ran it enough to know that I'm not very good at it. And I ran it enough to know that you really should practice before you, before you tackle that. <laughs> <laughs> not like the cup series. You, you need a little practice before you go out and do it, right? That's right. I'm not, I'm not a paid driver. I'm not a professional. I expect more out of them than me. <laughs> uh, how challenging it is being a dad of a, of a race car driver, dealing with officials, dealing with tracks, dealing with your son. That's gotta be, that's gotta be a unique situation for you. It's the racing with my son has been the most rewarding and also the most difficult thing ever because I'm very stubborn. I want to do it myself. I want to do it the way that I want to do it, but you're also putting your son out there to race and you want him to be successful. So you're hard on yourself. You know, if you don't provide everything that you think that he needs, you're hard on yourself, you know, your expectations are high and you don't want to disappoint him, you know, and Brady has done a great job of not, I think, I think in the last seven years, there might've been twice he's tried to fire me, but he can't afford the replacement. So, yeah, so he's, uh, he's done a great job. We don't get to race as much as we had before now that I'm traveling all the time, but um, yeah, he, he still enjoys it. And I enjoy taking him. Jay, enjoy chatting with you. Appreciate the time. Uh, we wish the entire NASCAR world the best this week at Bristol. And uh, I know we'll chat with you at, at a dirt track or at a NASCAR track it's coming up soon, but thanks for the time. That's right. Thank you for having me. Always great catching up with Jay Fabian, the managing director of NASCAR's Cup Series here on Crew Call. For decades, Dryden Lubricants has been made in America and made to last, paving the way on our highways, in our fields, and on the production line. Today, Dryden offers a complete line of engine oils, greases, hydraulic and transmission fluids, and diesel exhaust fluid. If you want greater performance and protection for your critical engines and equipment, go to Dryden.com. Dryden, American-owned and operated, and a proud supporter of racing and race fans everywhere. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. 
Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Dirt track racing at Bristol. It is going to be interesting in our conversation with Jay. Uh, you heard the pit strategy, if you will. Strategy is going to be interesting in the Cup Series. The stages are 75 laps, 75 laps, and then it's a 100-lap run to lap, lap 250. So fuel is good for all of those stages, but it's a matter of do you want to give up that track position? Does everyone want to take on tires? And I have no idea what to expect. Similarly with the trucks, 40 laps, 90 laps. So it's a 40-lap run, a 50-lap run, and a 60-lap run. Similarly, we're going to just see how it plays out, who stays out, who comes in, and how this plays out. Not not, not, not leaving out of the conversation, heat races as well. Uh, there's a lot going to go in to the race strategy and how it unfolds on Sunday afternoon for the Cup Series and on Saturday night for the Truck Series up at Bristol it is going to be one that we are going to talk about for a long time down the road. Motor Racing Network will be there for the Truck Series. We have the Camping World Truck Series Pitney's Truck Race on Dirt. Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern Time is our airtime. And our friends at Performance Racing Network, they will have the Cup Series race on Sunday afternoon. And it is going to be one where all eyes are focused. We appreciate Jay Fabian from NASCAR spending time with us. More important, though, than all of that, Thank you for spending some time with us and joining us here this week on Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Cutter. 